Welcome back to Last On Track podcast. Elliot. I'm sorry, is this is this podcast still a thing? Well, it's making a comeback, that's for sure. <laughs> Are we back? We're bit, we, we've had six weeks off, we've had the whole school, we've had the summer holidays, we've been at school, yes. we've been finished school, we're back now. Back into set one maths. <laughs> well, maybe for you. <laughs> I sound like I'm in set one maths. I look like I should be in set one maths. <laughs> We've been away for I mean, so long. There's been the summer break and some races that we've missed. And there have been races that we haven't missed and that we've recorded an episode, but then the episode's gone missing. Yes, that is also a, a true. <laughs> so we, we did cover Austria and we did cover the British Grand Prix and the sprint race and the incident, but... Yeah, there's no point covering it again because it's so long ago and it's happened. And should we do a lightning? To... Should we do a lightning recap? Lightning recap. The sprint races were good. Um, they could be better. Um, it was mainly Hamilton's fault with a little bit of Verstappen's fault, in my opinion. Um, and all of the fallout from it since then is a little bit childish, but quite funny to watch. Okay, and then also Hungary was mental. Double points for Williams. Esteban Ocon won because he has Fernando Alonso as a teammate. Lewis Hamilton is good in the way. Done. Sick. Oh, wait. And Seb, gutted for Seb, could have won, got disqualified because he didn't have enough petrol. Poor from the team, but you see why it happens. Anyway. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit naff, that rule. But again, rules are rules. Uh, and it meant Kimi got a point. Um, and... We love it. George finally gets points for Williams and then gets outscored by his teammate. Be more George, be more George Russell, George Russell. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Um oh, wait, he can be more George Russell. Let's go straight in. Spa. Wow. Well, what a lap. P2 in the wet. It's only ever going to be in the wet for that Williams, to be fair. But still. But- but the thing is, though, right, this is what confuses me a little bit. The Williams is notoriously good on Saturdays with George, mainly. Hey, to, but, be, fair I mean, to, to be fair to Latifi, Latifi. We, you know, almost made it to Q3 and then got pushed into the top 10 with penalties. So He did. So to be fair to him, he's got, but the Williams has definitely got better this season. But it's, yes. it's usually on the on the shorter tracks because there's less time for them to lose. Yep. And Spa being one of the longer tracks on the calendar. I think it's the longest, assume, isn't it? It's the longest, isn't it? Is, is it longer I think than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd assume that they'd lose more time around it. And then the next thing you know, you've got Latifi qualifying P12 and George qualifying P2. And yeah, the rain has got something to do with it, but it's still a, a pretty bloody good achievement, isn't it? It's a massive achievement. And out-qualifying both Mercedes drivers as well. Like, don't forget that... Like, if he was going to out-qualify anybody to really, like, stake his claim that he already knew, definitely already knew by the time that he's going to Spa, where he'll be driving next year... You want a, you'd have want he'd have wanted to beat Bottas and then I mean, yeah. to then beat Bottas and Lewis at the same time is just a bit of a bonus. Isn't yeah, it? it's like so uh 
when are we telling everybody or or or, or can i do it now because i think i just have yeah i mean commiserations for lando because i was on fire he was he was an absolute animal q1 and q2 he was miles ahead of everybody it was he was yeah he was he was 0.4 up on max in q1 and then he was 0.5 up on max in q2 i think it would have been george russell's dart in third if lando hadn't hadn't binned it yeah well if lando well yeah been well i mean the the conditions were more much more favorable when i suppose when george was setting his laptop but yeah yes it was it was pretty it was it was a bit moist out there yes we don't deserve Sebastian Vettel yet again. We don't deserve Sebastian Vettel. No, we do not. Because what a gentlemanly thing to do. Like, How, just yeah. pull over, waved at him, make sure he got a wave back. He, well, he, you could tell he was driving. He, before the accident even happened, he was saying, what, we need to red flag this. And then Lando crashes. And then he's like shouting on the radio, I've told you this, I told you that, blah, 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 all this. And, stuff like that. and then he goes and checks on him. And yeah. Good guy. We don't deserve Sebastian Vettel. And fair to say, solid. Well, it would have. I reckon he would have had a very solid race. But good points for him. Some points for him as well, which was a nice reward, I think, for that. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. What else? I think we are missing something. What a performance from the Honey Badger himself. Yes, definitely, definitely. Danny Rick showing. You know, I think this half of the season now is going to be however well however long it is will be Danny Rick sort of getting back to where Danny Rick should be really yeah because as much as you know new team and whatever and other people like Perez at Red Bull and Science definitely Science at Ferrari have picked up properly where they should be it's taken a bit longer for Danny Rick which I don't know if that's new power unit stuff or new team stuff or just because he's with Lando it doesn't look as good stuff but he's uh he's finally starts to come into his own with that well sticking it forth even though you know you can say his teammates not there who was dominating whatever you still have to be there when but the it's, been, it's not just been spa he has looked better the last he's looking a bit better yeah yeah, it was definitely, um, yeah, he's looking more like himself now, isn't he? We were, I'd, I'd, if, well, it was a bit of a farce. If we get on to the Sunday, I mean, just what? <laughs> I mean, first of all, seeing on, just seeing them going around to the grid and seeing Perez binned it into the wall and you're just like, it's, I, I don't think that the mechanics are going to be able to fix this one in time. Yeah. Even Red Bull, I think that was a bit too big a job. And then, the next thing you know, because it gets red flagged, he's then in the pit lane, and then, but then he's allowed to start the race if they can fix the car in time. And because it got, he would have been allowed to start from the pit lane. But then, because there was even more delay, he would have been able to start from twentieth, and it made literally no sense to me. No, I think there was a lot of um, on the Sky coverage. There was a lot of um, chatter like. Between the obviously between the FIA and Red Bull, and then Mercedes and the FIA as well, 
Because obviously the Red Bull team were like, well, if we can get it fixed, it can start, right? And Mercedes were like, uh, probably shouldn't be starting this because he didn't get there under his own steam, right? And Michael Massey started with, he shouldn't start the race because he's not got to the grid under his own steam and then had to check the rule book. And then the rule book said, if he can get fixed in time for the start, then he can start because technically it wasn't a formation lap. It was going from the garage to the pit, to the grid. So he technically not made it to the grid. So therefore he could go back to the pit, get fixed if they had enough time and start from the pit lane is what I think was the rules. And then because it took so long, because the start time had been pushed back, they hadn't officially started. Because everyone was then in the pit lane, he would then have been allowed to start from 20th, which was just bizarre. Yeah. I mean, who were we to question the FIA? Who were we to question Michael Massey? Oh, wait, we should question Michael Massey because he should have red flag Q3, but he didn't. Yes. No, he did not. I, I he, think he might be on his way out as race director next year. Yeah, he 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 doesn't seem to... Maybe Kimmy can do it. Uh, because, yeah, because at least Kimmy race, would be firm with it. He'd be like, this is happening, good. Something we haven't covered, Kimmy needs a job now. Kimmy, yes, the biggest news to rock the world of F1 was Kimmy announcing his retirement yesterday. And what I loved most about it is the fact that he literally couldn't care less. Well, he's always said that F1 is a hobby for him. So if he doesn't want to do it anymore, he just won't do it anymore. <laughs> it's but brilliant. It, he makes it sound like it's just something anyone... It's a bit like, I just, you know, I paint, but I don't want to paint anymore, so I'm not going to paint. Yeah, I'm just I drive an F1 car at 200-odd miles an hour. I don't want to do it anymore, so I'm just going to stop. And you're going to go like, and do oh, yeah. something else. I imagine he'll go and do, I don't know, if he's going to do anything, it'll probably be rallying again. But even then, it'll be like, oh, well, I'll just do it for a bit and then sack it off, I guess. Yeah, he's just, he's the most bizarre, but brilliant man I've ever, ever, like, he's random, isn't he? He is, a, he is an icon of F1 now, really, isn't he? Because he's got, like, the record for the most starts, most distance driven. I think he's driven for every engine supplier that there has been since he started. Maybe minus Ford, because I think Ford yeah, might have been in it when he started in 2001. Was he been in 18 of the 20 years that he's been in F? Well, from 2001 to 2021, he's been in 18 seasons. Besides, he had did he have two off to do rallying? Yeah. And then he's been back. He came back in. He had 2016 and 2017 off and then came back. No. No, he, he 20, came. 2014 to 2016 off, then came back at Ferrari. And then. No, who did he? I don't even. Honestly. I he, thought he left. He, he I, drove for that many teams. I can't even remember. I he saw, left. And then I he think came he, back. Left, he left Ferrari because Alonso took his place at Ferrari. Yeah. And then he came back and drove for Lotus between, so he had 2011 to 2000, was it 2010 to 2012? Yeah, he had 2010 to 2012, came back in 2013, 
for Lotus and won yeah. the Australian Grand Prix on his first race back because Kimmy. Because Kimmy does Kimmy things. Yeah, but he, he's just be he is a fantastic servant to the sport, even if he couldn't care less about it. I think I think he couldn't even he couldn't care less about it when he was actually, you know, at the peak of his powers, so to say, when he crushed. He was the in, least um, enthusiastic world champion in the world. Yeah. It when he crushed in Monaco in like two thousand and five or something, he iconically got out of his car. Walked through the tunnel, walked down to his boat, and got on the boat and just got got drunk on the boat after finishing the race. Well, finishing, he couldn't give a toss even then. But the new McLaren couldn't get rid of him because he was too good. So they <laughs> legit, yeah, fantastic. He will be, he will be very much missed, if not for his post-race interviews, then just his radio messages, just. Everything like that, the iconic moments that we probably will never see again because I don't think anyone else could get away with it. No, I don't think so. It's not in Seb's nature to do it. Fernando is in a similar boat to Kimi in that he's doing it for fun. But he's still passionate about it. Yeah, but to be fair, you don't do something if you're not entirely passionate about it. Like It's a hobby for Kimi, but if it's just a hobby, then you've definitely got to be passionate about it, you know? Yeah. And then can't see Lewis ever doing it, to be honest. No, it's he's he's too emotional. They're all too emotional. There's no one out there that isn't emotional. Like Kimmy could get pole position and you'd hear on the radio, nice. The only person who could possibly do it is Bottas, but that's only because he's Finnish. And even then he's far too emotional. He yeah, he he would he would just be the B Tech version. He's B-Tech Kimmy. <laughs> B-Tech Kimmy, who was in himself B-Tech Mika Hakkinen. Yeah. Or was Heike Kovalainen B-Tech? Where does Heike Kovalainen fit into all this? Another mm. Finn. Is he B-Tech Kimmy and then Bottas is B-Tech Heike Kovalainen? No, I think you can have two B-Tech Kimmys, to be fair. He's, I was going to say Sita. It's not Sita, it's Charlie. <laughs> well, I think it's Omega because of Greek. No, it's Gamma. Oh, is it Gamma after that? Or is it Delta? Alpha Beta, I don't know. It's Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta. I know this. I've got a Greek family. Just throw that out there. As, as you, another as you fact do. about you I've never known until now. Brilliant. Yeah, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a Greek uncle. Um, So I know, I know the first, like, 11 letters of the Greek alphabet and apart from that I don't know anything else brilliant got any weird family anything like that um no not really <laughs> <laughs> not really no tell me something oh. interesting about yourself Rob <laughs> I do this podcast with you there we go next <laughs> oh god that is tragic tragic <laughs> that, yeah there we go that's about it tragic to be <laughs> it's a Greek tragedy. Oh. <laughs> and we have a title. <laughs> uh, well, with Kimmy going, it now opens up silly season. Musical chairs. Musical chairs. Musical chairs. So we know that well we we don't know, but we do know. 
F1's worst kept secret is that George Russell will definitely be at Mercedes next year. Yes. Bottas, where do you think he's going? He's not going to Alfa Romeo. In your opinion, yeah, okay. Because, now, this seems like the perfect opportunity for Ferrari to go, hey, Alfa, do you want Mick next year? No. And you're already wagging your finger at me. No. Now, that is one possibility. Okay. The other possibility is Callum Eilat. Yes, okay, well. he is... He has done... Did he do some testing for them earlier this year? He did, but so did Ranganathan in um, F2, and he's also the worst driver in F2, so doesn't yeah, mean much. We won't talk, we won't talk about it. Um, so th- there is that sort of thing of it's going to be... It's going to be one of them. See, I think, I think it's going to be both. Because... Oh, you think Gio's going? Uh, I think so, because Kibby's outperformed in all, se- all seasons so far, and he's doing it for a hobby and retiring. Even when other teams have struggled, Williams have scored points or have been in close to scoring point positions, and... Neither of them have been anywhere. And even though it's, you know, he's a Ferrari Academy driver and he's, you know, got that connection and Alfa Romeo are one of two feeder teams for Ferrari, you could say now, I don't think he's been good enough. And I've always thought said that he was underrated, but I'm now going back on myself because my opinion has changed because his results haven't been good enough. So I think, I think, I think it'll, most likely be Callum Eilock going because he's just signed to do IndyCar for three races, which is definitely sort of like a step between F2 and F1. It's like yeah. a similar to F1 level. So that's arguably sort of like a testing practice sort of thing, but it doesn't really matter because no one's, well, not many people from like a European perspective are watching that. So I think that's Ferrari going, go and have a play in these cars. We'll see how you do. If you do not, if you do not crap, you'll be in Alfa Romeo next year. And then I think Bottas will be there to lead the team because he can't. They can't just have. Well, Giovinazzi's not a leader. Kimi's not going to be there. They need. You, a you think Bottas, Bottas is going Alfa? Yeah. Well, their team leader. They're. they're Team principals said, you know, he quite likes Finnish drivers and that <laughs> it would be, you know, he'd be happy to sort of keep that Finnish connection going. I think I, I think it'll be that. Well, I yeah, I, 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 I like the idea of a straight swap between George and uh, Valtteri. I just don't think it'll happen. Obviously, Valtteri was dr- driven for Williams before, so... He's for it's a team he's familiar with, so that he may and they seem to be on the up a bit, which yes. could convince yeah. which could convince him slightly more to go back if they're starting to be a bit more competitive. Yes. So there is potential for a straight swap. Whereas if they were still just hanging around with Haas, I don't think he'd go. But with the like the improvements that they're making, a straight swap between them seems slightly more feasible. Yes and no. I, d- I don't know. I think 
a lot of it, I think a bit of pride would come into it for Bottas, who is quite a proud man. And you'd go, well, I'm not going as much as it's all the way, you know, it's going to be back towards the further back of the field and whatever. I think Alpha have spent uh, spending a lot more on next year's car than they're letting on. Potentially, yeah. Because there... they wouldn't just be, they, you know, if they weren't, they'd, the results they'd have would be potentially better. And we don't know because obviously we're not in the paddock and, you know, the paddock all talk to each other. So as much as there Haas a... has always been like, oh, well, we're just sacking off this year because there's no point in us trying this year because we've got two rookies and whatever. Mm. There is also the possibility that he just sacks off F1 completely because if he if he doesn't get offers from a team that he thinks can challenge, he might just go, right, well, I'm off to go and do rallying. Because he has, he does, yeah. he does, he has done it in the past and the... the there is the potential that if he's not going to be an F1 world champion, then maybe he puts his full focus into becoming a world rally champion. Yeah, maybe. So he has said he has said recently though that um, he's when he's been asked about next year and stuff, he has said that he's looking for a long term future in F1. So I, and especially if he's going to be, I think that Alpha seat might be a better shout. I don't know if you go... The only thing is that that Williams are powered by Mercedes, aren't they? Yeah. So, so. would he be going from Mercedes with Toto Wolff being his manager? Would he go from one Mercedes team to another or would he go to a for, well, foreign, if you're going to put it like that, team? The real question is, does he get to keep his brand new Mercedes? Because he's just been given a brand new Mercedes. <laughs> and is that a little bit of a, he is a nice present. By the way, mummy and daddy are getting a divorce. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> you know, that, that, that sort of, that sort of thing. We've bought you a really expensive toy that you really wanted because we've got some really bad news to sell you that sort of thing. Here's, here's, here's an Xbox. Your dog's died. Yeah, it just it just seems so coincidental, doesn't it? Yeah, and the fact that he's posted it all over social media that he's so proud of it, but he's ignoring the fact that there's something going on. Like he's using the car to drown out his sorrows. Well, if we're going on, for me anyway, if I'm going on the fact that he's going to Alpha, I think that. The Williams seat would have gone to Jack Aitken if he'd mm. not broken all of the bones in his body in a crush at, ironically, Spa in World yeah. Endurance stuff. I think, now bear with me, Alex Albon. Interesting. Not a bad shout. I Mike, think he's, he's definitely good enough because we've seen that he's good enough. He was unlucky at Red Bull because he had. Max is his teammate in a car that is set up like as a default for Max. And Max clearly drives completely differently to anybody else on the grid in setup terms. And he can bring a lot of experience from being sort of like doing testing and stuff for Red Bull yeah, this year. He's not a rookie. No. He bring he had a, a year at 
Was he every year at Alpha Tauri, or was so he, he had no, half, he had a, half year, a year at Alpha Tauri, and then a year, and then Toro Rosso. Well, yeah. a, a year, yeah, sorry, half a year at Toro Rosso. Then he had a year, sort of like the second half of the season at Red Bull, and then the other half of the season at Red Bull, and then he got swapped back. Did he get swapped back? Well, he got replaced, didn't he, by Checo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got replaced at the end of the season by Checo, didn't he? He didn't get swapped back. So he's got a year and a half at Red Bull and half a year at AlphaTauri. So he's bringing experience from there. Checo's also signed a new contract. So basically, if we're going to it, let's work our way down the teams. Mercedes are going to have Hamilton and Russell. That's yeah. basically yeah. set in, practically set in stone. It's set in damp concrete, we'll say. Yeah. Um, it's drying. It's not quite dry, but it's pretty dry. Yeah. We've got Red Bull, Max Perez. We've got McLaren. Lando, Lando Danny Rick. Danny Rick, solid. Ferrari is going to be Leclerc and it's going to be uh, Carlos Sainz. Yeah. They're pretty much set in stone. So those four teams. The Then this is where we get the interesting teams appearing. So now we're looking at the Alpha. Ta- the, oh, the Alpines are... Locked in for next year anyway, yeah. They're guaranteed in as well. Uh, Then we get to the Alpha Tauris, where it's probably going to be Gasly again. And I I think it's definitely going to be Gasly again. They're probably going to give one more season to Yuki because it's a bit hard to judge the kid on one... It's harsh to judge someone on one season, isn't it? Even if it has been a bit up and down. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's the only possible... like. I don't know, not dead on seat. If it, if Albon was going to make a return it, with Red Bull anyway, or the Red Bull then family, it would be that seat. Possibly. But I, uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of a stretch to get yeah. rid of him. After one season. Although, you know, after, I know it's a new, new regulations and stuff, but if he's not, I don't know if he's not performing halfway through next season. I wouldn't be surprised if Albon was in then if he doesn't already have a seat. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, Aston Martin, you're probably looking, I mean, Stroll's going to be in there. Vettel's probably going to be in there as well. Well, Seb's well. definitely in there because it's well, so second year, set. isn't it? Yeah, now that, yes. So then that gives us the Williams, the Alphas and uh, the Haas, where there's probably going to be the most likely changes. I reckon Mazza spins getting another season just so they can get the last little bit of the oil money. Well, uh, yeah, they're, well, he's signed on, they're both signed on for two years, aren't they? So, yeah, he's, he's going to, he'll be staying and Mick will. He will be staying. He'll be staying. He will be staying. He'll be in F1, whether he'll be at Haas, maybe we'll see. Yeah, Alfa Romeo having two new drivers seems could potentially be likely. It'd be interesting to see if they want to get rid of both their drivers because it is a bit of a gamble. In that sense, well, I suppose it's only really getting rid of one, really, because well, Kimmy's not as much as you know. A re- retirement. Giovinazzi does. Giovinazzi, it's it's nice to have that. Well, yeah, it's one of those things. Do you risk it or do you stay with a driver who has been with the team for a bit and has got to know 
the way the team operates so they can give a bit of like advice to say Callum Eilot if he comes in. Well, to be fair, Callum Eilot's been doing bits for them in the background for a long time. He was known yeah. as their like full time test driver this year, so I'd I definitely think he'll be in that he'll be in the Alpha next year. Just who partners him is a bit up in the air. I reckon Latifi's nailed on for Williams next year as well because he's had some good. He's looking stronger. Yeah, I um, think that's yeah. As much as Williams have said have come out and said now that they don't need or they they're not looking to sign any pay drivers in the future because you could it could probably definitely be argued that they signed the TV because he brings in so much sponsorship with through yeah. um, his dad's company but I think he's definitely grown this year definitely. yeah I still don't I still don't think he's I still don't think he's gonna be like one of these drivers that's in I don't reckon he'll be there in a couple of years time um, probably probably not but you know there was plenty. There's been plenty of those sort of drivers that you didn't think were going to be there in a couple of years' time, and then they've still been there. Like, yeah. Oh, do you know who we haven't mentioned that is a potential for a comeback? Go on, Nico Hulkenberg. <sighs> yeah. Now he's he's an interesting one because obviously he came back in when Perez got COVID, didn't he? Yeah, and then he um, came back in for Stroll as well, didn't he? And then he came back in for Stroll, and uh, he he was again what you expect from Nico Hulkenberg, solid if not spectacular. Yeah, but I think there's there's a reason why he was dropped in F1, and it wasn't just because you know Renault wanted a French driver to drive for them. Yeah, he he's a he's definitely a rogue. Outside shout. Yeah, it, it it wouldn't shock me if he did get a Williams seat next year, but it wouldn't surprise me if that makes I reckon, sense. Yeah, I, I I I reckon obviously, and it might be that say if if we go on the um, presumption that. Uh, Valtteri isn't happy going back to Williams and leaves the sport. Um, say he goes off and does rallying because he doesn't want to drop down to Williams. Having Nico just as a placeholder until Aitken is fully recovered and then maybe halfway through the season. I don't know how long Jack Aitken's going to be out for, to be honest. Um, he I, don't, be- I can't, I think it, well, it's definitely out for the rest of this calendar year yeah um, now whether they use nico for winter testing and the and have him there is potentially for the start of the season until jack start and then say you'd like use him and jack like like so they'll do like a couple of you know when they do free practice and like they'll yeah. give a session to nico and a session to jack and things like that yeah that could be a possibility a way to go tactically about it yeah. Because then, if Jack isn't ready, you know you've got a dependable driver who you can rely on to make not going to set the world on fire, but he's going to, you know, going to be there or thereabouts, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not. A, it's always nice to have that. It's like bringing James Milner on, isn't it? He's not going to be safe. spectacular, but it's he's just safe. safe. 
you feel comforted knowing he's coming on. There is the also incredibly rogue outside shout that Roy Nassani manages to somehow get that seat. Because obviously Dan Tickdom is no longer going to be racing Paul Williams because they've dropped him from this academy. Yes. Because he Orcs. said some not very nice things about Latifi. Orcs. Classic Dan Tickton, though, if you look into his past. Yeah, he... Yeah, not not the smartest move, because that's probably his F1 career gone-ski. I think um, it might be his racing career in single-seat open-wheel stuff gone-ski, to be honest. Yes, uh, that's... Yeah, which is a shame, but he's brought it on himself, so he has no one else to blame. Uh, yeah. Roy, Roy Nassani... But he's, he's, it's rogue outside because he's still coming like 13th in F2 and not anywhere near challenging to get anywhere near the top. I yeah, think... I really, I, it's one of those ones where it's, is it, is it purely, is he because he's, his sponsorships, because he's from a rogue nation that will pump loads of money into him. A rogue nation being Israel. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because We're going to avoid. They're... We're going to avoid this, and I'm going to suggest one more outside. Go on, then. Outside show. Jamie Chadwick. Ooh. Current W Series champion. Do you know what? I was actually going to bring up the W Series because the crash at Spa. Oh my! Yeah. Yeah. Six car pileup going into Eau Rouge. What on earth? It was like they all just hit a patch of oil, but it was obviously water, and they were all on slicks, and they just all went, and then they were... Someone ended up on their roof, like... It it was, was, yeah, it was genuinely scary. But it was the fact that, the fact that, like, there was a car literally side on, and another car went into it. And you're just thinking, oh my god, someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. And they, they, I mean, besides obviously two of the uh, two of the ladies ended up in hospital, um, but they were all for the most part okay. Oh, it speaks which is, volumes for the introduction of the halo to like open open wheel racing, doesn't the, it? The amount of debris that goes flying about in multiple car pileups, that halo, and like the the cars going over the top of each other and stuff like that, halo is just is ridiculous. We've gone on about the Halo so many times this season, but, but it's so, it's worth I, it's always worth bringing up though because it is, yeah, you know, it is the one. It's the best well, thing since sliced bread. Um, but yeah, so J- J- do you know what? I I like the the shout of Jamie Chadwick. I really do. It's a bit out there. I think it is a bit out there. But Williams also had um, Susie Wolf was there reserve driver didn't they for yes they did yeah and she was very very good yeah i I think maybe a a year in um if they can give her a year in f2 if she can get some sponsorship together and have a year in f2 i know she's part of the williams academy and stuff but if yeah you know it's not it's not unforeseeable for that to be not a possibility for her which I think would be amazing, really, because she is quick. Like, have you have you seen some of the like races and stuff? She's absolutely dominated some of them. Yeah, she she's just ridiculously good. Now I'm just looking at 
I was looking at the standings for um, I was looking at the standings for the F2 just uh, so it's currently Oscar Piastri Guang Yu Zhou he's a is he a Renault drive is he yeah, Alpine so Academy Al- Alpine Academy yeah yeah there's a there's a few um, Robert Schwartzman eats out Robert Schwartzman's been up I can't remember if he was dominating F3 last year and this is his first season in F2. No, he was in F2. He was Mick Schumacher's teammate when he was in F2. And then ah. Guan Yu Zhou's been in F2 for about four years. So it's sort of yeah. he's doing reasonably well this year in it. But I think it's, you know, it's a it's a rogue outside shout again for another another seat another in F1. But... Yeah, I, I feel like maybe it's... Um... I don't know whether they will go for um, whether they'll go for a, a rookie. Just I looking at, I'm just looking at the... I think he's got unlucky though because of like unlucky with coronavirus. Because otherwise, next year would be Fernando's. It would have been his second year of his contract, and then he probably might have been out of it out of F1 depending on what he decided to do because he's only come back to drive the next generation of car so it wouldn't have been it might have been possible for him to be um, in the Alpine team like in the Alpine team then really I think he'll probably go off and do endurance racing until F1 seat turns up yeah probably and there's uh, when's the last time there was has there ever been a Chinese driver there must have been a Chinese driver in F1 before Surely. No, it'd be the first. They've had Jap- plenty of Japanese, but... Yeah, they've had a few, but I... I they might... No, yeah, I th- it'd be the first one. As much as we race in China, he is the only one. Well, it would be the only one, even. Yeah, there's there's been... Uh, there's not been any Formula One. They've done, done stuff, I believe. Oh, no. Oh, OK, yeah. So... Uh, they had a uh, Mark. I, I I don't even want to say it because I'm going to butcher it. They did have someone that drove for HRT and Caterham during 2012-2013. Um, so he did take part in a Grand Prix weekend, but I believe it was only for testing. It wasn't an actual. Uh, wasn't an actual uh, race appearance. Race. So technically, yeah. no. So technically, no. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I was also looking at other rogue nations uh, that are in the uh, F2. Yuri Vips from Estonia. He's quick. He's yes. quick. Now, don't think there's ever been any Estonian drivers before. None spring and, to mind. Uh, none, yeah, none that spring to mind. Uh, obviously, Roy Nisani would be the first Israeli driver, probably, because I genuinely can't think of any. I think, surely not. Um, I think those are the only ones. We've, there's a Swiss driver, but we had Buemi. Uh, so that's that. There's Deruvula, but we had... Uh, oh, what was his name? Karun Chandok. Karun Chandok. Oh, no, um, and Carter Kane as well. Oh, Carter Kane, he was rubbish. <laughs> Karun Chandok, yes, absolutely. But Carter Kane was just... He was just a little bit... I'm pretty sure he came 24th every race. Someone's got to... Someone do have to, yeah. But yeah, that those are the only ro- real rogue nations that are in the. Uh, that'd be interesting, though. A Chinese and Estonian and a 
an Indian and an Israeli going for uh, an F1 seat. Quite like the idea of that. So we look forward to the next race, which is uh, Max's home race. Return The return to Zandvoort. It, I'm very excited for this. Same. It, it, it's not going to be an overtake fest by the look of it. No. But it's going to be exciting. The banked curves enough are enough for it to be exciting. Yeah. And the question is, who's going to be the first person to stack it on said bank curbs because my I money like... my money is Yuki Sonoda <laughs> no I do you know what I reckon it'll be it, do you know what? it'd just be hilarious wouldn't it if Max is the first person to absolutely oh my stack god he's home run free if he stacked it imagine oh god imagine if he stacked it and then had to and then had to start from the back of the grid Stacks it in Q1. Starts from the back of the grid. Netflix <laughs> Netflix would have an absolute field day. Oh, God. He'd be heartbroken. It'd be like Leclerc in Monaco all over again. <laughs> Our um, better friend, shout out Tom. He's been staying with us recently. And uh, he lives in Amsterdam. And he's been saying, like, the only person you see anywhere like famous sponsorship is Max and it's all that like Dutch people talk about is Max and it's just like yeah I get it Max shut up so if he <laughs> were to stack it it would be like a national tragedy there would be an official day of mourning they've have you seen all of the uh, road signs that they've changed oh yes they've changed all the speed limit signs haven't they to 33 miles an hour <laughs> You'd be absolutely bombing it, wouldn't you? We'd be like, sorry, <laughs> officer, I'm doing the speed limit. Thank you. It's like, sorry, I didn't know if the speed limit was the 33 is in the number or you were allowed to drive as fast as Max Verstappen drives. It's too uh, it's too ambiguous, officer. You'll have to let me go. <laughs> uh, I rate it, though. But, yeah, it is, it, is good. it is good to, um, again to do on like F- on the F1 games has been it is quite enjoyable to drive and the like some of the drivers already said have been like it looks like it's going to be a driver's like a driver's circuit like they're going to enjoy driving it yeah it's from from what i've seen on the uh, simulations uh, it is um, it's a, it's a technically quite tricky one yeah um and it might be interesting to see if it is possible for someone to go round the outside on a banked curve. Yes, I think it'd be interesting think, to go be, the... I, Go on. I, I don't think it's it's quite possible, but I reckon someone's going to give it a try. I think it probably is... Well, again, based on my own... Only on my experience on racing online and playing the game and whatever... It is possible to do it on the one on the start finish straight, and it is, it is possible on the very tight left hand one. I think it's like turn three or four. It's a very tight, oh, yeah. tight one, but it's whether or not people get it for it or not. But we sh- we shall see. We we shall see. Now, will Williams 
make it three races in a row with points finishes, Elliot? That's my question to you. Depends on the weather. It's meant to be dry. Then no. Okay. Sorry to sorry uh, to sorry to burst your bubble, but no, no no big safety car incident. No, it's quite narrow. It's quite narrow track. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a safety car incident that would make potential shuffle up the order. Yeah, but I feel like Williams are the sort of team that it's so narrow that if there was an accident, they'd probably get caught up in the middle of it. Maybe. Maybe I think. George. I think. I think definitely Q two for George. Definitely Q two. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Q three. Because I reckon there new. could be I reckon there could be some surprises. I reckon I reckon a big name is gonna go out in Q one because I reckon they're gonna get caught out by the fact that it's a new track that they haven't really raced around. By big name, are you counting Fernando Alonso as a big name? Because he is. Because if it was gonna be anyone, I think it would probably be Alpine that would go out. Because Alpine uh, it would be one of the Alpines or Stroll will go out because Stroll's been woeful in qualifying recently. He has been, potentially, or... Oh, no, I don't know if I dare say it. Go on. I feel like, tactically, Ferrari have been rubbish. They have been awful, yeah. They have been awful. And I just have this this feeling that one of the Ferrari... There's going to be a terrible tactical decision by Ferrari... And maybe not necessarily out in Q1, one of the Ferraris, but I reckon one of the Ferraris could definitely be out in Q2. Um, yeah. But there is the, I reckon they'll, I reckon they'll be one of those ones like they'll qualify 50, they'll get 15th in Q1 and just sneak through. And then in Q2, they'll be out like P13 or something like that. Yeah. They've, so they've, there you go. Yeah. They've not the had a good run of it recently, have they? No, they haven't. Yeah, that, that's my, that, there's my predictions. That's my big brain working there. Okay. I'm going to go with, yeah, George Q3, Latifi not far off. And I'm going to go completely out there and say uh, Kimi Raikkonen wins the Dutch Grand Prix to spoil Dutch hearts. He'll get driver of the day because everyone will vote for him. There's, there has already been a thing that I've seen to say that on the last race of the year, regardless of what he does, is to vote for him as driver of the day. Can you imagine he de- dumped like first lap crash and everyone just votes him driver, driver of the day? Driver of the day. Didn't they? Happened to Grosjean. Happened to Grosjean. They did. Yeah, they did. They tried to do it with someone. Who did they try and give driver of the day to? And then it didn't work because someone else did something. Uh, it was Mazepin because it's been like the first half, well, the first five races of the year, which is meme. And then he, and he nearly won. So the FIA were like, yeah, this is a meme. So we know it's a meme. So we're not going to do it. <laughs> we'll give it somebody else. The biggest meme, however, is definitely the fact that. The, Mazepin was awarded fastest lap at Spa. <laughs> it's a shame he wasn't in the top ten and he couldn't get a point. I know a half point, half a point. Just Imagine. Give him half a. Come on, give him a pity point. Imagine. Yeah, the fact that it was like alternate universe where someone steps on a twig and snaps it, and immediately George is on the podium and Mazepin's got fastest lap. Yeah. 
It's, so it's one of those. I'm, one I'm those in season four. Of... I'm in season four of my team, and something has gone wrong. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's one of those ones like on the games where simula- the simulation goes a bit crazy, and you're just thinking, mm, is that realistic? But no, yeah, I, 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 it was it was just amusing, wasn't it? It was just a bit more of a meme. Well, we can only hope for more memes. More memes for our dreams. More memes, please. I think the memes is a good place to end, Elliot. Agreed. If you've got it's, any um, memes, if you've got any memes, please, you know, F1 memes. Tweet them to us, please. Yes. At Last On Track Pod on Twitter. Give us a follow. Send us your F1 memes. We want to see them. Please like, subscribe, and turn the notification bell on. Oh, wait, never mind. This is not YouTube. No, but you can do that on Spotify. You can can do that on Spotify. You can follow us and set a notification up for when our next podcast comes out in three months' time. You can. And I guarantee (laughs) you it'll be a banger just like this one. Uh, I guarantee you we will not leave it as long because we don't have social lives anymore. No. Our only social activity is now finished. So that'll be it. We'll be back on it. Every every week there's a race and maybe some in between if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If we have any more races after this one. Who knows? The calendar's always changing. <laughs> Who knows what's going on in this crazy world? Well, I know what's happening. I'm going for me tea. Say goodbye, Elliot. Goodbye, Elliot. Yay! <laughs>